for me? Yes. Dope. Hell yeah. All right, ladies and gents, welcome to MD Podcast. Um, thanks to everybody for tuning in for season four. And this will be the final episode for season four before we get into season five. And um, apologies for not be, being able to put out an episode for the past couple of weeks. My brother been busy, but man, um, you know, when I started this platform, MD Podcast, I, one of the goals was to definitely give back to the people who's been giving to me for, in my career, you know, and being in the hip hop scene and the underground hip hop scene in Southern Cali since maybe 2005, I've, it's been a pleasure to like meet different radio stations that's, that's helped me in my career, that's definitely always allowed me to stop by and promote and, and um, always giving me a platform, man, to perform. It, it, it means a lot to me. Um, I think the behind the scenes guys in, in the hip hop scene is as important as the guys in the forefront, you know? And this next guest right here, man, um, been a good friend of mine in the industry, definitely been generous uh, always kept it real man and um he is a co-founder and a co-owner and part of booking and also i've seen them handle sounds uh I- i've seen them handle the editing room i've seen them handle the sound system at the show he he basically just the jack of all trades when it comes to the b-side show ladies and gents without no further ado we got shay whitey of the b-side show in the house man what's up dude Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, man. Thank you for that. Thanks for having me on, brother. I want to say thank you for always providing a platform. I want to say thank you and your brother, Rabito, for always uh, providing a platform for us unsigned MCs trying to get out there. Thank you, guys. Oh, man. You're welcome, bro. It's been a, it's been a crazy ride. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I want to add that bsideshow.net has been running for 11 years now, over a decade, and... um. They definitely showcase the illest artists, and they're they're necessary. And one of the things that I love about these guys is um, is the loyalty that they have for each other. And I love it when teams stay loyal and stick together. And I, I love seeing that in hip hop, man. I want to give you props to you and your brother, bro. Oh man, thank you, bro. Yes, yeah, uh, pretty much. You know me, my brother, and um, you know my other brother from another mother, uh, my homie Drac. Uh, who I've known since, you know, like he was in junior high or so, um, you know, we, we were, you know, we're like family. He's also another, you know, our other partner that's been, you know, since the beginning. So, you know, shout out to him too. He's just kind of, he's like more behind the scenes than I am, you know? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And Shay's definitely behind the scenes, but then the reason why I wanted to reach out to Shay for this interview is because I felt like his story is as important as the artists they interview, man. Um, so I, I always take it back to day one. Shay, where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born in uh, South Bay, uh, Torrance, California. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And pretty much raised, I would say, like, actually a lot of different areas. Uh, we moved around a lot as kids. Um, you know, like uh, when I was a kid, my, um, you know, before I remember, I was probably like one or two years old. Uh, my mom and dad were divorced. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my mom was, we, you know, we were raised by my mom, a single mom, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, we would still go visit our dad on weekends or whatever. But so, um, you know, we, we ended up, you know, just from circumstances and, you know, housing things, financial things. Uh, we moved around uh, quite a bit. I mean, we were in the South Bay probably, you know, until I was maybe like f- third grade or so. Yeah, or right, yeah but right around that time, um, we ended up in the SGV, actually 
which is where I'm at now, which is which is pretty much my heart where, where I consider myself raised. Uh, about third grade, we, we moved to Baldwin Park. Um, we were there for about a year. I think we moved away for a little while to stay with some family that, that was near actually San Diego, uh, Chula Vista, I believe it was. Oh, nice. And then, we moved to SD for a bit. Yeah, and then but then we came right back and we ended up at, um, coming to Valinda, which is most people know as La Puente. Um, but Valinda is like a little, you know, part of, of La Puente. So the, probably around, I think I was in fourth grade. Yeah, it was fourth grade. I moved uh, to the San Gabriel Valley and I've been here ever since then, you know, so different houses, but, you know, stayed in the same area this time. <laughs> so uh, you're in Baldwin Park or San Gabriel Valley? Uh, well, right now, well, uh, Baldwin Park is in the San Gabriel Valley. Basically. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so San Gabriel Valley encompasses like West Covina, Covina, oh, Baldwin gotcha. Park. La Puente, um, you know, there, you know, there's a few more, but, um, you know, so I'm still in the, basically that valley, but, uh, right now I'm in La Puente with, or Valinda, however you consider it, uh, right word by up. Industry Hill. So yeah, back in my old neighborhood, actually. <laughs> word up, word up. Shouts to all my people in West Covina, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this, dog. How many siblings did you have growing up? Okay, so yeah, um, well, first growing up for, for you know, my, the first years of my life, it was just me and my brother, who is Rabbit. Uh, he's, he's older than me. He's three years older than me. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but and we're, we're close in age, though. So, you know, we were always like, you know, like we were, we became like kind of like we're still like best friends pretty much. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, because I, I just pretty much just followed him around, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, I just picked up, you know, even even picked up you know like the hip-hop thing kind of from him too you know he, he he got you know he was just you know he was a few years ahead so he kind of would discover things before me and but he would always you know share it so you know and i ended up getting in it too but then um later when i think when i was in elementary probably close i don't know maybe fifth grade or sixth grade or so um my mom had another son from uh my stepdad pat so he's my my half brother but my right, brother right. casey uh, aka caveman what up, uh, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So up, you know, and up. then, and it's crazy because, um, so he's about seven years younger than me. But it's crazy yeah. because being being the middle brother, I was like, kind of the one that you know I, I would go and hang out with my, with my older brother and his older friends. But yeah. then sometimes I would hang out with my little brother and his friends, play video games, and you know do stuff like that, watch movies, watch sci-fi movies or whatever. So I was kind of you know that's what that was the cool thing about being kind of in the middle, you know. Hey, I bet you get this a lot. How come you and your brother don't look alike at all? I don't <laughs> like, know, bro. I, I, I don't see I don't see any resemblance with you, Rabito, but that's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah. I, well, you know, you know what's crazy? Yeah. What's crazy is like, I mean, I've gotten that that, but I've also gotten that people could tell right away. Like, so, so like, right I don't away. know. Yeah, there's people that have said, "Oh, I, I can tell right away." Like, you know, like they oh they even ask, "Oh, are you you know are you, are you brothers?" And and, yeah. and then they end up. So yeah, and and I guess I don't know. I guess more being around both of us, they can kind of see it more. But yeah, I get it. You know, it's like it's basically we're we're um we're you know we're biracial, so we're uh, half Irish, half Mexican. Yeah. And and I ended up taking more of my of the basically the feature from my dad's side as far as far as like my complexion yeah so i look white i look like a white dude you know pretty much you know people know. sometimes they don't that's part of my you know my nickname was shay whitey but it's like you know because i'm not necessarily just white I'm, I'm mexican but but you know that's just from you know and it's also from a 
the old TV show in Living Color. That was kind of where we got it from too. But I've had that nickname forever. <laughs> but but what's great? But I have more of the facial features of my mother. With my, but but I have the the complexion of my dad, so I look more white. But then with him, he, he um you know he looks darker. He looks more Mexican, but he has more of the facial features of my dad. So it was kind of crazy how that worked. Let me ask you this, dog. Growing up, what was your earliest recollections of hip hop? What was the first thing you seen or heard? Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Probably nine, ten years old, and and this is right around the time, you know, well, not right when it started, but a little bit, you know, some little bit of years after, maybe three, four years after it was first yeah. coming out. You know, I'm pretty old enough for people that don't. <laughs> And, yeah. and, you know, but, <laughs> no, no, but, but wait, wait. But, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So this is the '80s, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it's like mid '80s, and um, and basically, um, like I was saying earlier, my introduction was through my brother. So he ended up getting this tape, and I believe it was either um, I know he had, I think it was either LL Cool J's first tape, or um, wow. and that one he had. He also had Run DMC, wow. which was I think Raising Hell, that one. Yeah. And and th- that's pretty much what I remember. And then also the Beastie Boys. Wow, Gap Jam. So, so those those are those are the things I remember. So like you know, and then we got we had a tape player. You know, like in the old days, you know, we had these you know little Walkman, and we would just those were the tapes, the only tapes that we had. And I would just you know we would trade you, you would let me use it, and I would just listen to it. Now and, and you know I was pretty. Uh, oh, and then the other, another one I remember too was the Fat Boys. Mm-hmm. The fat boy, the fat boys are back. That like this crazy, and then and they even had a, um, and they were probably one of the first like actually hip hop like artists or group like to actually they were crossing over into movies like they were doing their own movies too. They had like this movie called Disorderlies. I remember watching. <laughs> uh, it was a comedy, you know, because so they were doing like comedy and they're you know that's in, and they were doing music. But those are pretty much the first things I remember, you know, like uh, that long ago. And <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yeah. As far as like MC, uh, as far as the first hip hop album that affected you, like uh, I gotta get, I gotta get a copy of this, this hip hop album. Like, what was the first album that really changed your life? Like, holy shit! Hmm, let me see. You know what? Um, well, I gotta say, one of them was um, an album that I ne- like to this day, like I consider this one of my probably a top album ever. Yeah. Um, is the DOC. And that, and that was another one like it was NWA was another one that we heard when we were really young like we heard like the bootleg copy of um, Boys in the Hood it was like a street it was basically the way they first put it out it wasn't on any label or nothing people were just hearing it throughout the streets it was spreading you know and, th- and then and then you know that's if you, you know you know the story about that how they Jerry Heller you know you p- kind of picked him up from that you seen the buzz that the song was making Mm-hmm. But I remember hearing it on some tape somebody recorded out something like, look what I found. You know, this is before the internet. And and uh, and, and so, but the, the DOC, which was, you know, part of the NWA, like it, he had an album called No One Can Do It Better. And uh, mm. this is before, this is before he got in his accident. So his voice was mm. still, you know, because he, he, he messed up his voice after that accident. I think but, DOC's man, the most, yeah. Yeah, but, but man, that, that that album is badass like i just remember and, and and it's just him like it's not even feature except for the last song there's one with nwa with easy dre and, and ren but um but the whole thing man it just it just hits like that's it and that was one of the ones like my first one where i was like like i want to play this every day every day you know like type shit but then but later noticed. later later in junior uh, high like a uh, high school but then i started getting in you know like i kind of like 
started listening to some other types of music sometimes. But yeah. then I kind of gravitated back, and I remember like, especially when the Chronic came out. That's when it was yeah. like, oh shit, <laughs> like, uh-huh. you know. That's a life changer. That's a game changer. No, life for changer. sure, for sure. Um, speaking of Dre, right? I feel like after that DOC album, mm-hmm. you never hear Dre make beats like that again. Like the way the Dre beats sounded on that DOC album, it's like yeah. uh, we never hear Dre like that often. You know, it was funky. The you know it was it was a different sound yeah i, I know yeah exactly yeah that was that's what makes him pretty much a genius you know like and a lot know, of people the, don't know man like he's yeah. always part of the albums and the dre process he's always part of the process in making these albums drake um he's always part of the ghostwriting too you know yeah he's exactly not, and you always wonder what you know what could have uh become you know if you know if he hadn't you know messed up his voice he still put out another album but it, you know it's just I don't know. It just wasn't the you know exact same DLC. You know, like, <laughs> there wouldn't be a corrupt. There wouldn't be stuff like that without DLC. You know, he's oh definitely yeah. Like, like the whole the whole uh, influence of NWA on. I mean, it just spawned so much. You know, like great great music. So Shay, you graduate high school. What was the plan? What, what did you have planned in mind? Like, all right, and what and what ended up happening? I oh, am yeah, man. No, I'll give you. Well, I can actually tell you in a nutshell. I uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say. Hey, I, I just, yeah. uh, I decided. Fuck it all. I'm not gonna do it. No, nah, not really. I, I, um, I mean, originally I, I was kind of like I was really into the, like uh, when I first went into high school. I actually went to school at Los Altos High School in Hacienda Heights. Nice. And uh, the and the thing is, they had a good computer program there. So, so I got into like. You know, Yo, Shay, can you hear me? What up? Yeah, I can hear you. Nice, nice. So, yo, Shay, after high school, what was the plan that you have in mind? And what ended up happening? Okay, yeah, so my original plan, um, you know, I kind of like, I, I took a lot of years of um, learning computers when I was in, back when I was in high school. And, and at this time is when, you know, the personal computing stuff was barely starting to take off. Like, like you know, people didn't have like... It wasn't the days when everybody had a computer, like nobody had one. And, and even the schools, like now there's one in every class. But in, in those days, there was like one computer for the whole school, like, you know, like, but so, I, but, but when, but when I went to Los Altos um, High School in Hacienda Heights, they had, a, they actually had a good computer program. They had a whole lab, which, you know, and then they had a bunch of that uh, Apple IIe's and some Macintosh and all that. So I, I, you know, I pretty much, I got really in, into that. I was, I was always, you know, I was just interested in technology like that. You know, it might nice. come from it might come from even just watching like sci-fi movies. I don't know what it was, but but so you know, basically that was it. So I, I started, you know, I every year I was there, I, I had you know a class on that, and my plan was just to go to college and you know just try to get into a profession where I could you know uh, either programming or, or um, ended up being um, like information system type thing. Dope. Like uh, yeah, IT. So um, that's that's pretty much what I what I was looking for. Uh, I did go to college. I went to Cal Poly Pomona. Nice. Oh, yeah. Shit. Um, shit. Yeah. I, I did. I did go. I, I, but you know, I can honestly not say that I don't that I have a degree though. I didn't get my degree. I, but I did go for a few years. Um. I mean, and and I I did get a lot of. I took a lot of the GE classes mostly. You know, just Good to shit. get those those things out of the way because that's part of the requirements or whatever. But uh, you know, like, but the thing was, I was, I, you know, I was working a full time job a lot, so. 
so um college kind of became like a second thing only because i needed the money you know because we we had to you know we got our own place and all that me and my brother we ended up buying a house nice in college. yeah so, like yeah college so so the thing was it was like like i just needed i needed money and, and it's like you know and it was one of those things where I, I didn't have the luxury of you know i can go to school while like it just wasn't i didn't want to do that you know like to have to go stay you know still stay with my mom and just you know maybe not pay as much rent but it, like it was just one of those things i was just ready you know and and uh and so yeah um work took more of a priority so it kind of slipped on my schoolwork and stuff like that and i ended up pretty much i mean yeah, I guess I didn't want to say dropout, but I guess I can say it because Kanye West was a college dropout. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I did go for a while, uh, and that was the plan originally, you know, to do that. But uh, but you know, like I, I stuck with the technology thing, and I'm you know I'm still trying to 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 make that you know part of what you know my career basically. You know, like what I do for the B side, I want I want stuff like that to be my career. You know, you know. So are you still doing IT these days? Well, I. At my job I have now, um, not really. Like I'm not, but I mean, people like the the other. Like I'm just kind of an operations for a logistics company, nice. and I was originally kind of hired because you know I was proficient with computers and all that. But um, but you know, my a lot of coworkers do ask me for help on little things like, oh, my printer's not working or whatever it is, or or you know, Shit, like my bro. you know, or what's up with you know the internet, whatever it is. But even though there's a main IT guy there, you're supposed to call, but like. You know, since I'm right there, they'll, they'll ask me, and, and most of the time, I'll you know I'll be able to figure out if it's something you know relatively simple. But if it's too deep, you know, then I'll just all right, you're gonna have to call, you know. But but yeah, I'm still still pretty much that's that's my my aim and my goal and what I want to do and and what actually I enjoy doing. <laughs> and to all my MCs listening, um, if you want to go through the B side show, you gotta holler at Shay. You know, he's the one that you gotta go through. Oh, and, and there's a waiting list, ladies and gents. You gotta get on that list. You gotta wait patiently for your turn. We all yeah. get a turn, you know. And and I say that as a compliment, meaning like your your radio show is very sought out. We know that we have to stop by there, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we, we know we gotta make a stop at the piece. Yeah. It's, it's it's necessary. It's mandatory. Yeah, yeah a lot of you guests know? have said that when they've come through, and we appreciate that. You know, you know? we appreciate we appreciate that. You know, and, and people actually like uh, uh, letting other people know like other artists that they network with know hey, if you're gonna if you're putting out something you want to get some promo you know hit these guys you know hit this put you know this so like a lot of people vouch for us and you know we appreciate that you know and shay is a, and shay is always cool and easy to work with he's always cool and easy to work with man the guy the guys are very humble and i love going to the b-side show man i i always have a great time when i go um, so before we go there, so let's take it back. All right, around mm-hmm. what year did you and your brother formulate? Like, all right, we gotta start one. We gotta start a radio show. Around what year did you guys start thinking about this? Okay, well that's an interesting story. So like, like if you fast forward, right before we did the B side, um, in about the like the five year period before that, or five even longer probably. Um, yeah. My brother Rabbit was that he was like that's where you know he was using the moniker Rabbit. He was actually an artist. He was he was doing you know he was he was rhyming. He was putting out yeah. content. You know that that's what his goal was originally. And, yeah. and then also my homie Drac, the one that I spoke about earlier, our other partner. Yeah. He, he was he was the they actually had a group and and yeah. Drac was was producing the beats and uh and, what's the and we the had group? a couple other homies. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it was called TNS, which was ba- it was basically they just took the name of the party crew that we were all from back in high school. 
So, nice, nice. so we did they just kept it going so it was called it was tns and it, uh, they were they were calling you know different there was i think they called it the, the tns experiment was like the first one they called it that just because they just wanted to experiment with music and see what we could do you know and and my role you know i i, I try I, at first I, when the when the homies built a studio i i actually did try to go in there let me see if i could, and i and I, I realized right away you know like oh man yeah I'm not, this is not for me. I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not a rapper, you know, <laughs> like, like I write, I wrote some okay stuff, but then when I go in there trying to spit it, I'm like, dude, I can't even, I, I can't ride the beat. I just wasn't, you know, <laughs> and that's why, that's why I like, I gave it to people like you and the artists that, that have that skill down, you know, like, you know, you know, I'm sure it took work or whatever, but it was like, man, some people, you just, you just get it, you know, and, and that part that wasn't really me. So I, you know, I kind of like, but I still stayed around and stayed behind the scene for that. And yeah. um, I, was, I was helping with basically, like I said before, like um, computer stuff, like promo. So I was trying to help like create like a flyer or, or a CD cover or whatever it was. And uh, and so and so I was always like or and then I would take my camcorder to my brother's shows. Right. And for the group's shows and I would get footage and I started learning video editing, you know, and, and so stuff like that. But then, um, you know, he started his, his he started kind of slowing down the um the artist part because uh, an idea had been presented to him and it was actually like so i wasn't even actually originally on on the uh, inception of the b-side it, it was a uh, it was the homie uh, wacko you know who wacko is right you know wacko mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah he's, he's doing a lot of like he's actually working with iHeartRadio now i believe and um wow and it, yeah and it was him and the homie rocky um he, he's got a couple big podcasts out right now too the street scholars and uh uh, Nashville podcast, um, nice. like him. So it was him, Wacko, and my brother, and and also their DJ was Fizzed at the time. Nice. Um, they had basically it was M4 that had the first meeting because Wacko was already doing. He was doing like a show over there at the at the B sides the spot where we do it now, mm-hmm. but way before because um, Rocky had rented out the back because he used to uh, own the front of the shop, right? Or basically the whole shop. He used to rent out the shop, so he he rented out the back for wacko to do this edm type show and right. um and, and when when rocky seen that he was like he's he saying why can't we do something like that with the hip-hop you know right and, and so like the first one he thought of because they, they you know we've been friends for a, a while was my brother he said he hit him up he's like hey what do you think about helping you know bring it like a hip-hop st- type uh talk show to you know recording Hell it back here yeah. and my brother was all in and then and, and as soon as he, he brought that to him my brother came to me and he was like hey you want to help me out dude let's go you know to create content or segments whatever it is or you know edit whatever i could do and i was like yeah i'm down and like so so originally i just you know i, I kind of jumped in and then i was doing stuff behind the scenes i wasn't even the main producer i was just uh it was like it was wacko and then but I was still doing, you know, what I was doing before. I was taking my camcorder. I was getting behind the scenes. I was getting photos, um, and then I, and I actually started to help book. And then and then from there, you know, just we had a lot of transition with the team. You know, people came and gone, but uh, eventually, I you know, I became the the full actual producer and director of the show. Hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> and ladies and gents, uh, it's been about eleven years since since the B side show has been going consistently, and and like you yep. know. I what I respect about like one thing all my guests have in common with, with the show is that I, I love to highlight consistency and yeah. I love how they stay consistent and I, and I remember sitting back just watching this from San Diego 
um like i mean everyone came through if you had something to promote you're dropping something we're gonna come through and they let you guys perform and there were so many talented djs there like i, I oh, remember yeah. the first yeah a lot of djs came through and I, I don't remember the first time i got to the b-side show but i definitely remember my show with crazy race oh that that's like right maybe, yeah that was like maybe my second time at the show. I had a show with Crazy Race called Relevance, right? The Relevance Radio, yeah. I want to say what what up to Crazy Race. Uh, yeah, that's my homie, man. We became good friends through this shit, man. That's the homie right there. Yeah, man. And uh, you know they would always welcome me back. And then we lo- everybody loses touch for a while. We all get busy with our lives. And then the pandemic happened. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but for so many years, everybody was consistent and the pandemic happened. It kind of, I, I wanted to ask, how did you guys, how were you guys able to like maneuver to this 2020 and oh, how was man. that like for you guys? Bro, it, it was crazy. It was a crazy time, bro. But you know what? Like we, we decided we, we were like, you know what? Yeah. No matter what they're throwing us, we're not going to stop the show. Like, yeah, like we have to figure it out. Like, like, so. So at first, at first, um, I think one of the last shows we had at the studio, I think it was like the next week when this thing started coming out about, you know, the The week of, right? Yeah, the whole whole pandemic, like, you know, and then also at the same around the same time was when uh, a lot of the protests were happening with the George Floyd thing with Mm -hmm. with everything that happened. Rest in peace, George Mm -hmm. Floyd. Rest in peace, Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, I remember when. um, So so there was a lot of stuff going on with unrest. (laughs) Yeah. So so they started calling curfews. They started calling actually lockdowns, like where we couldn't even yeah. go outside after a certain time. So yeah. like that that night actually we were gonna do a show with just a few of us. The whole we were just gonna do a podcast type thing, go to the studio. But we were like, oh, you know what? It's probably not a good idea. I don't think we're supposed to be going anywhere because by the time it's over, we're not supposed to be out on the streets, right? It's like that. That's how crazy. And it was like it's, it was crazy to even be talking about that, you know? Yeah. And and, and so so we you know I. I basically at first so i said all right here's what we're gonna do we um the first couple of weeks uh we basically had the first part of the show was going to be on instagram live yeah so and, and we would basically hit up because we have you know several djs in our lineup right so each week we would hit them hey do you want to go live on b-side at your house and do a do a beat set, i mean do a, a dj set and everybody yeah. was down so each week we would do it okay so from eight to nine tune in on besides instagram live yeah and check out this mix like and and then from and then basically from nine to ten with the second part i, I would just put on like a, a throwback ep, uh, interview so so it would just it would go live like on youtube it would just still go live but it would be like we like a quick announcement and then it was like a throwback interview like uh like we put up the one with like metal world peace and uh badass rest in peace so we put that up oh. Yeah, it, it was right around the time that yeah, he, he had passed too so we put that you know so that was the first few yeah. weeks and then and then you know I, I kept working with the technology and I figured out all right zoom is what we got to do yeah so um I figured out how to use the zoom with the software that we use for the broadcast mm-hmm. and we started and we and we me and my brother basically started doing zoom interviews from our garage for b nice. nice yeah nice. so we still did the mix that we had the DJ mix from their house on the yes. instagram and then we would go yeah and then we even did one also with the the homegirl uh shout out danny california yeah 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 uh, she zoomed from her house to, with us here at the at, at in, in our garage and we interviewed artists jumped on the zoom 
and then also with Crazy Race actually helped host one too from his studio. So yeah, it, it, so yeah, we kept it going, man. We we didn't miss. I love it. I love the yeah. hustle mentality. I love how people don't give up. I love how yeah. we find new ways, you know. And um, what's your thoughts on Twitch? Uh, Twitch. You know what? Um, I mean, I think it's pretty. I mean, I I like the platform. I think it's it's dope. And I actually noticed that um, the the video quality actually looks a little bit better than YouTube, like on our live feed. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, the only thing is with that is like i'm still trying to uh figure out the whole you know there's a lot to it you know there's like different things you can do like badges and all these different things you know and it's like and it's a lot of stuff to research you know basically so even though we've had it for pr- over a year now like we go live on twitch also i'm still figuring out how to you know interact how to how to promote that a little more because most most of our traffic is on youtube but um, you know, we're just trying to get that going because we actually, uh, and it's also less known for um, like blocking your content, like for a song, you know, like a copyrighted song or whatever. Shane, let me know. ask you. you know, yeah, Shane, let ahead. me ask you this: What are like the top three challenges in running a weekly radio show? What are some of the oh. challenges, like top three, that you constantly deal with? Oh man! Uh, every every week, you know, running the shit every, you know, what I'm saying like. Yeah, I think. Well, let me see. First, I would say um, last minute cancellations and stuff like Damn, that. Damn, I would. Oh, I would. All right, that, that's probably the main. Like I you know, either imagine. either if it's the DJ or the artist, but but you know, I know I understand things happen, so it's not like we can't go. Oh, you know, like you know, the real real life happens, especially now with all the stuff with the pandemic. You know, like. You know, if, if like basically, if you're not there, if not feeling to, you probably shouldn't come. You know, and we, we appreciate that. Let us know. You know, like if you have any symptoms, you, you know, it's better not to come or whatever like that. You know, um, but that that's probably like one of the, the things. It, and it you know, it's always you know a different thing. And a lot of times too, there's a people coming from real far. You know, like or whatever it is. You know, it's like because we're we're in the Covina, so like not everybody is nearby there. Um, I would I would say that's the main thing. Um, once in a while with the um, uh, sound issues is another um, you know sometimes it's a challenge I mean we pretty much have it set to wherever you know like to where it should be but they're just sometimes where just things happen where either like maybe by mistake someone hit a button on the mixer that wasn't supposed to be hit or different things like that like and it's like okay it's not sounding right or there's some type of echo and we gotta kind of troubleshoot what it is no, um, no. but you know look like I could say now I think we're pretty uh, on point with that now and Got to shout out my homie uh, DJ Eclipse. Like he, and when, when he jo- uh, when he joined the team, he, he helped a lot. With, you know, helped me a lot with the sound because, you know, I, I'm a technology guy, but I'm not a DJ and I'm not a sound engineer. But but yeah. I you know I do the best from with, with what I've learned from them. You know, like from the different DJs and people that have come to help us. Good job, Shay. I'm proud of you guys, man. I'm proud uh, of the whole staff and the whole team. Um, you've been running the show for about 11 years. What would you say your top five most memorable shows or most memorable guests? Not necessarily, not necessarily because like they got a lot of popularity or fame or whatever, but just uh-huh. that you can't forget. Like, man, I'll never forget that show. Man, you know, that, that's actually real tough. It, I'm going to, I'm still going to probably throw, I'm going to throw out five, but I already know later I'm going to go, oh, there was this one I forgot to say, but, so, <laughs> and I know there's ones I'm going to leave out, but, I don't know. Right away off the top, um, I, I'm a big, big time Laker fan. So when we had Metal World Peace on the show, mm-hmm. uh, like that was like Sick. the only time. 
that, that was like the first time I was actually like, fuck. I was like, actually like in awe, like, damn, this is a fucking world champion Laker. You know, because I've been such a fan for so long, you know. And and, and it was dope because... Uh, what year was this? What year was uh, this? This is, uh, let's see. Oh, man. I think I'm going to say, I want to say 2017. Wow. And he came through, huh? He rolled solo? Hero Solo. Uh, yeah, well, he had a couple. He actually had a um, some a couple of artists that uh, he was working with. It was a, a female singer that was working with because he's doing music, and uh, so he brought. I think she came, and then he had like a manage a manager, or no, it was actually a, a friend of ours that knows him through like a, a business that they do. So he came, nice. and yeah, and, and but but basically what what he did was he did like a, a meet and greet in the in the front at the shop first because he was putting out a clothing line at the Good time shit. yeah the pan it was called the panda's friend i believe and uh so he, he basically was doing signings and promoting putting he put that gear in the shop so yeah we had a line out of the door people getting the autographs and then after that was over it was around the time for the b-side to start so he came to the back and then did the interview so it was cool oh, yeah shit, and then uh, another one I, I have to say is um because another classic art you know that i've listened to back in the day was master ace nice um, and, and and the thing was dope about that because because uh, like I was actually the one that booked him, and and it was like and it was the first time that it, like I really like um, booked like some like I started that's when I started getting into helping with the booking, yeah, and yeah, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't even actually the the whole pro, the the full producer yet, but uh, you know I was like because people started to reach out you know like to me personally, and then I started to help monitor the emails, and, and then basically and then I also just hit up you know hey, these are artists hey like, you know we want to get in here because the people that we listen to they're vet, you know legend and and I, I remember i seen master ace was in town because he was doing a show right here in socal so yeah, yeah. We, so, so i just yeah i reached out to him directly and, and and he answered and he was cool and he said yeah it'll do and he came through so i thought that was real dope and it was a good interview um, let me see who else um i think when i think it was a uh, the anniversary shows are always lit and yeah. uh, I think I think it was like maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. Uh, but I just remember that anniversary show just being oh man, it was just off the hook. It was like good times. I mean, it, it wasn't just a broadcast. That was, it was like a party, and, and we had like like all our DJs, two by four sets. They were on on four turntables, going back and forth. It was just I, I, oh a big Duke from the Cycle Realm actually came through to celebrate Sick. with us. DJ Mark Love was there. Like that, I just remember that was a that was a, a good one. That was like one of my favorite anniversary shows. Shit, that's three. Damn. Oh, who else? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, a lot of classic nights at the B side. Well, I gotta say too. Also, um, another because um, you know not only do we do the B side there, that's been the most you know the longest running, but we've done other shows there at the at the shop mm-hmm. and on our network mm-hmm. and. Um, and so I'll have to throw in the bar sessions, mm. just kind of in general, which was a, uh, it was called bar sessions at the B side, which was basically it was my homie George Miller. Uh, he's a he's a, a soul spinner, you know, he's a soul collector, nice. you know, vinyl. So you know he's got all the forty fives and you know they spin soul and and Sick Jackin is a big time collector, uh, you know, connoisseur of that that music, Sick. that soul, sweet soul, I guess they call it. You know, I don't I don't want to say the wrong word. There's different types of soul, but <laughs> but uh, but. Like there was an episode where Jack came through with his collection and spun, and we had a whole bar set up in there with wow. a bartender uh, spinning oldies, wow. doing interviews. It was like that was great, and 
yeah that, that, those were really great times i gotta i gotta throw that in there good uh, shit shit and then man let me think the past one hmm Ooh, we had so many good guests on on the show like you know like oh like mean, I, I just just right now i just thought of like somebody that another artist that I, that was a big big fan of that it was dope to have through the show and, and to meet because you know sometimes like you might look up to an artist and but sometimes you might be worried about oh if i meet him how are they gonna be like i don't want to get a bad impression of an artist that i you know yeah. like that i that i looked up to or that i listened to right but yeah. but it, uh trey d from the east side is oh uh, wow, I was always a big too. fan and he came through like a little bit after because he was locked down for a while and he came through and man he, wow. he, was, uh, he was so cool like he was cool as shit man he was like you know i was like oh, i couldn't believe he was like so like you know polite humble and just he, he fucking loved the spot did a dope interview and then he even brought an art he even brought another artist through later to our show to get him an interview so like that that was cool like that's just one i just, I just thought of off top right now there's, there's probably way more but but uh it was dope you know just to when you meet artists that you listen to and look up to and 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 they're actually like cool people and like and they know you know like people like even like um like capital i man shout out to him from the mexicans man i used to listen to them that their shit was fucking hard and he's like a homie now like when i see him i'll see him at a show he'll come kick like like and that's that's i trip out on that like and even like sick jack and like all these different people like they're just they're you know like these legends that we listen to are actually like they know us they're cool with us they're like homies you know it's like so that, that's been one of the rewards for for doing the show for sure you know? yeah trade can spit one of the, one of the yeah, most but... underrated <laughs> one of the most Hell underrated yeah. in the west i think trade is like no for uh, sure for sure He's real motivational then, too. Like if you see his like Instagram and stuff, he's like, you know, he's he's like a real motivational guy. So you know. And I'm glad to hear. Like I I seen a recent interview. I'm glad to hear that he squashed the beef with Snoop. You know. I oh know yeah. They was, they was at odds with each other for a while, and I'm just glad that you know. Yeah. He no. Squashed yeah. Squashed that. Yeah, I seen like some a recent show. I think it was before the pandemic, but I forgot what show it was. But I seen like a video of all them kicking it. You know, like Trey D, Snoop, and all the you know all the classic you know the West Coast, the DPG, all that shit. Let me ask you this, Shay. What's what's um what gives the B side show the longevity? Like, what do you think is the key to this to, to stay long to stay with the longevity and have a good run? You know. You know, to be honest, like I, I'll say, like, like, like I'm, I'm not, I'm like, um, I'm the most humble dude there is. Like, I never like give myself much credit, but I will say, part of it is me. Like, like there, there was times where it could have easily, like, we could have easily said, especially when the pandemic is, like, all right, what if we'll just take a break, you know, or you know, shit was happening with the city at one point. With, we're at our spot in Covina, to where they started questioning what we were doing and looking for permits and all this shit. And that we could have just, you know, we could have just said, all right, well, well, maybe we have to go to a hiatus. Yeah. But you know what? I, like, I fucking, I, I was like, nah, I, I, like, we're not going to do it. And and also my brother, Rabbit, like, he was like, all right, well, let's figure something out. So like, even, even at that time when the city was messing with us, we hit up with some friends of ours and we actually went on the road and we did the show from somewhere else. Like, the, to them. shout out to Underground Hip Hop Blog. We did one there. And we also did one at um, the homie Razio Remedies uh, studio. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I, I got to say, like, me and my brother, just the fact that I think it's our, what is it, our, um, 
determination i guess yeah hell yeah to not let it go away like because you know how it is nowadays with people with their attention spans if we don't if we if we were to not put out a show like maybe say two to three weeks people would just probably forget about us i would think like i mean that's just the way i look at it just because of the way like the shit is now you know with social media with the you know now new content now you know what i mean so i mean that, that that's pretty much it and then like and the people that that are that are on our team that help us out you know like the djs that that, that are consistent that come through like uh, Danny Fallacy like uh, the people that come help co-host uh, you know the homie Drac and then also shout out to our new partners in the front uh, Cuffum Clothing Christine and also Roman from uh, Mental Status so like they're on board now to help us keep this, the thing going you know so so like that's pretty you know, that's pretty much what it is you know and it's like just kind of the determination basically and, and plus the it. fact that yeah, and we're still getting <laughs> And people are still, you know, like you said, like, and I, we appreciated that people are always, always still reaching out, oh, wanting yeah. to get on the show, you know? Like, <laughs> Hell like, yeah. yeah. So for sure. Ladies and gents, I personally uh, stopped by during the pandemic. I think that's the last time I saw the guys during the pandemic. I, I, I had a show. Uh, I had a show there. I had an interview and they let me rock the set. And that's oh, yeah. the last time I seen the guys during the pandemic. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. It wasn't Patty doubt- Clover there that day you were there? Yeah, she was. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah, her. She's one of our, de- our consistent DJs for years. She's, she's yeah, dope. she was. Uh, let me ask you this. Huh. You've dealt with a lot of artists, Shay. You've seen a lot of come and go in the station, you know. Um, what are some of the key things you an artist like, that makes you think, yeah, they're going to be here for the long run? Like, they're they're they're, they're here to stay. Like, what makes oh. you, what makes an artist stand out? And they got something special in them. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think a part of it is, I don't know. I think you can kind of just see by talking to them sometimes just the focus and the, the mm. you kind of just see it in them and just the way that they, they talk and the way they approach things. And and, mm. and also the ones that like, and there's ones that actually like get somebody to manage them, like, mm. to help, you know, like to help them get stuff booked at like, so maybe they know that maybe they're not, maybe I don't want to be the, the communicator, but like maybe you could, so it's almost like when, when they go that far when they like to actually get somebody to manage them and and when they're when you see they're putting like not just the effort but even the finance into their craft like mm. you kind of see how serious it is you know nice like, nice I love that and, and most of the time and you know like the people that we get on with, like like now nowadays it's basically a promo show so we, you know we try to get people when they're trying to promote something an album or you know they're dropping an album or they're about to put a tour on or put this event on or something or they got a new product a new business like we want it like that's what it is you know when we first started we we're just like okay you rap come through you rap and just you know like but it might not even have anything coming out but yeah you rap dope but now it's like we, we want to like it's basically promo you know just kind of like how like arsenio hall or all them used to like somebody's about to drop a movie so they have that actor on right like just things like that so so like how you were saying earlier um you were telling people that are listening like about hitting us up so like i would suggest yeah like if you know you're gonna drop a, a project in the next say month or two like hit us up ahead of time then because we always try to schedule around the time when your release is coming out you know we don't want to you, you come promote it like you know when it's been out for two three months already like we want you to do it when it's fresh so we, we try to do our best to accommodate that so i uh, love it yeah. let me ask you this on the other side of the spectrum what makes you think an artist is not gonna last what are some of the traits that you guys see like nah it's not gonna last in the game nope 
Like, what are some uh, of the things that, that make you stick out a little bit? Like, nah, it ain't gonna work, you know? Well, I think when they're, like, when they start focusing, they're not focusing on the content that got them there, like, the, the actual right. music. When, it, when they start seeing the popularity they're getting, like, maybe on social media. And and it, so now they just want to, like, you know, post pictures of themselves or, and just, I mean, I'm not knocking that. It's like, or they want to put content, like, funny skit. That's cool, you know, or whatever. But, but you know, like, so they, they just want to see the popularity and they want to keep that attention coming but yeah. they don't but they don't continue to get in that studio and, ah. and make the, the music you know that, that that's that's pretty much what i said to each their own what they want to do but i mean i think mm-hmm. i see that you know or and also there's you know even laziness or i don't even want to sound like a hypocrite or, or getting too too fucked up and i do that sometimes but i mean there's times where all right let's, let's focus a little bit you know what i mean like <laughs> Yeah, no. definitely. Yo, a lot of rappers died these past couple of years, man. A lot of people died, Shay, whether it's through health complications or violence. What, uh-huh. How do you feel every time you lose someone in the community? How does that affect the vibe of the game? How does, you know, like, how do you... Just, I'm going to tell you something. Um, I'm getting numb. Right? I, no, I, I get numb. I get kind. I'm getting kind of numb every time a rapper dies, whether it's through violence or even through health complications. Um, one of the deaths that really fucked me up was DMX. All right, that's, that's one example. How yeah. about you, man? What are like one of the deaths that, like, damn, we lost a good one, like DMX, MF Doom, just to just to mention a few. Yeah. You know, like, well, like, I would say you... like like Biz Marquee would be another oh, one. I forgot about that one. Fuck. Yeah. It's just because like the. Woo! Like these are people that you grew up they're part of your like your almost like not childhood but like adolescence type thing you know these are people that you know and some of the more recent ones that have passed like i, I personally like i can't say that i was really onto their music like young dolph i didn't listen to yeah. it you know or or even yeah. uh, uh what's the other guy uh draco yeah. I, I, you know oh, I, I didn't shit. listen yeah. but but i know that but they're they're new younger artists that i know yeah, of yeah. that have a lot of young fans that really dig their stuff and 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 i could see how much like like sadness and shock was in them you know because it reminded me of like when i was young when tupac passed you know like that that was my like when i was their age like that was my our young artist that was about to blow you know he was already blown up but he was about to you know be big like, like i think he would have been like he would have been bigger than the music he would have done mo- more movies he probably would have been big movie star i believe so that one like hit me like that so i can imagine what you know the kids when these younger dudes like or what's the other guy triple x and people like that you know but, there's a lot there's a yeah, lot see how it affects their community you know yeah pop smoke, pop smoke. Like, and you know it's a good observation like the the older rappers for a generation Bismarck MF Doom DMX you know mm-hmm. they died from health complications you know health complications stuff like that and then the yeah. younger generation is dying from violence you know so, that's true to all my listeners out there, man, we gotta stop this. As an advocate for hip hop, as we're all media people here, let's we gotta keep spreading the peace, guys. We're all we all we got, you know. Hip-hop yeah, and, and for the guys. older and for the older generation, which is I'm part of, is like, you know, maybe it's not as much as the the violence. Maybe you know, a lot of people are settled down from that, but it's about your health. You know, you gotta like, you know, take care of yourself. You know, like. You know, and I see it myself. You know, I don't. I don't. Feel, you know, I try to. Like, I'm still. Yeah, I, I still I'm still feel young. But you know, it's like there's days where it's harder to wake up or for certain things that you ate or something. Or like you know, like Amen. it's just like you gotta. You know, you just gotta like try to keep your health going. You know, on check too. You know, that's 
because it like it's crazy because you know some of those people that are pastor are like not that much older than me they're right around my age group you know so it's like so that's that's what makes it hit home more you know no doubt man let me ask you this um what are the goals for a um, b-side show where do you see b-side five years from now uh maybe this year what are some of the goals you guys are trying to accomplish this year uh, yeah mainly to keep it going keep it moving but um i think a lot of um i think one of the goals that like that that we've we've talked about before like is is maybe even being you know like uh being on like a, a on radio you know a radio like either xm fm radio whatever it is just you know not just for like just because of, of our you know our personalities and what we do like you know like like my brother's like a great host you know like uh yeah, man. he put it like great interviews whether he has a co-host or not but like, he always he always handles that interview good and everybody that gets interviewed there is satisfied with what you know what happened so it's you know that's something that we talked about um you know uh we, we want to do uh, we actually want to put on shows like live shows more um you know we, we've helped with a few you know but um we want to do something bigger um i know it's kind of tough right with everything we don't know what's going to happen with all these outbreaks and all that stuff you know but you know shows are still happening though you know but uh so we're kind of playing it by ear with that but there's something that we do have planned for the summer that we're talking about now we, i can't really say too much yet because i don't like we're just still trying to figure it out but you know we want to do stuff like that you know more and then we have a couple other shows planned for the for the network also so. nice i'm so looking forward to all this man um, oh, yeah. so i ask all my hip-hop heads it's just a, a series of questions to see which one you prefer you know all mm. right as, as hip-hop heads all right let's let's talk about production first all right who do you prefer primo or pete rock oh uh, i gotta say primo on that from me dj premiere hell yeah yeah boy yeah all right primo or rizza oh man Jeez, that, that's actually pretty that's kind of tough Damn! Oh, man. fuck! Did you know you what? I, I might have to say Rizza here, just like, <laughs> like, like I'm just thinking of more and more, like you know that Wu Tang shit, like all right. Uh, uh, yeah, boy. Um, all right. Just Blaze or The Alchemist? Oh, The Alchemist! Oh, for sure. That's yeah. that's one of my favorites, right there. No, no doubt. All right, let's take it to old school. Rock him or Cool G rap? Uh, Rock Kim. I would say right. I, I listened to more Rock Kim when I was younger. Ooh. Rock Kim or Daddy Kane? Big Daddy Kane. Wow. That's that, that's actually it's crazy because that's like that's one of my my brother Rabbit's favorite top like MCs ever. But so like so he would like 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 another one when we were younger he would like put that on all like oh shit this is all right. smooth operator Big- all that shit he was like, <laughs> you know. Big Daddy Kane or LL? No, I think I'll still say Big Daddy Kane. You know, yeah, oh! all legend. Yeah, Yo. no, nah, L is a legend, but I don't know. I, I, I still, I still gotta say it. Wow! All right, De La Soul or Tribe? Ooh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Tribe on that one. Yeah, Big that's cut. pretty close too. That's pretty close too. But I'll say Tribe. All right, who's your top three in Wu Tang? In Wu Tang? Yeah, top three MCs uh, oh, in Wu Tang. Um, I would probably say Jizza uh, for sure. Uh, Word. Hell yeah. probably say inspect the deck. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Or he don't damn, get the you know, props. he don't get the props, man. Inspect the deck, don't get the. No, I know. No, props, I, I like inspect the deck, and then probably, I'm probably gonna say ghost face. Like 
I was gonna say method, but I think, oh, I think Ghostface. Yeah. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Um, DMX or Busta? Oh shit! I'll say Busta Rhymes, and I'll say that only because. I mean, of course, because he's dope, but I, I seen him perform live, and that, that show was a fucking mind-blower. So, yeah, I'm going to say Buster Rhyme. <laughs> All right, Little Kim or Foxy Brown? Mm-hmm. You know, in those days, I think I liked Foxy Brown more. <laughs> yeah. I, I, would, oh, I think yeah. Little Kim is probably more known and more classic, but I, I think that in those days, I, I, I preferred Foxy Brown, actually. Yeah. Like like Foxy Brown was a little more underground, right? Like the yeah. selection and yeah. just... Yeah. Um, Big pun or Eminem? Man, people are probably going to hate on me for the ball. I'm going to say Eminem. I know everybody, Big pun is a lot of people's favorite MC, but Eminem, uh, I thought he was like, his shit was dope. Like when when he came out, it was kind of like, oh shit, what the hell? You know, it was was just like a whole different like thing. And like, and I fucking love D12, the group, like their albums were dope as fuck. Most Def or Talib? What's that? Most deaf or Talib Kweli? Most deaf. Uh, let's see. Uh, most deaf for sure. Most deaf. <laughs> Everybody says that. Yeah. Too. Everyone says that. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> common or or most deaf? Oh, should I, I think I'll even say most deaf on that too. Wow. I, I heard common when he was back when he used to be called common sense. Like, but I remember him from back, but I don't know. I just feel like his, his music evolved to more of like a, I mean, not that it's a bad thing, but more to like a, I don't know, like catered to females more of a thing. Just, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Nothing wrong with that. But <laughs> so I just kind of was feeling most deaf his style more. All right. Farside or hieroglyphics? Oh, uh, shit. I'm going to say Farside. Just, I mean, I think because they're probably because they're local and, and just, yeah, I used to, I had their, both of their first two albums. Uh, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll say Farsa. All right. Let's do, so let's talk about Down South real quick. All right. Uh, Ludacris or T.I.? Oh, Ludacris. <laughs> Ludacris Yo. is clever as fuck. He's badass. Yo, he got flow. Um, UGK or Outcast? Outcast. That's one of my favorite groups ever. Mm. UGK is dope, but yeah, Outcast, I got to say on that. All right. Scarface or Ice Cube? Oh fuck, that's, that's tough a because tough they're one. two of my that's top. But one. but I have to say Ice Cube. Is, uh, yeah. is but but dude, Scarface is one of my one of my top. I, like I, the Scarface and the Ghetto Boys are the shit. Biggie or Jay Z? Biggie. Yeah, Biggie or Nas? Oh shit! It's two different vibes, huh? Ooh it's man, that's that one is pretty tough. You know, like damn, I think I have to say Nas. Though. Just Woo! I don't know. We were just having a conversation the other day at the at the. At the spot too about the like, about you know oh like you know wait a minute like people like there's somebody that said hey everybody has Biggie in their top five but I don't like you know all this stuff like it was crazy crazy debates we have there. <laughs> Nas or Jay Z? Uh, which one was that? What'd you say? Nas or Jay Z? Nas, Nas or who? Jay Z. Oh Nas, yeah. <laughs> Without but no I, question. You know what? I'm one of those. I'm one of those people like. That 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 uh, I'm just not feeling Jay Z as much as everybody is. I, I I liked his older stuff, but now I just yeah. I mean, he's one of the, the best I know. But you know, but I just I don't know. I just I was feeling Nas more. Nas kind of like 
I don't know. He just kept the underground with him. It just he, he sounds the same gritty, gritty, grimy rapper still. Like yeah, like yeah. he still sounds like that. And the beat selection, it still sounds like Illmatic bass. Like yeah. it still sounds like that. So um, okay, let's take it back to the West. All right, yo, E forty or too short? Uh E E forty. Too short, it's always gonna be classic, but E forty, man, that he's so clever, and uh, dude, I love E forty. He's better. Yo, the alcoholics and the dog pound. <laughs> Shit, yeah, those that are tough. tough. That's another one where those are two of my top like and... favorite groups out here. But I'll, I'm gonna say dog pound because they are one of my uh, like I, I always put them in my top like for sure. So it's dog pound also. It's two different vibes too, man. Yeah, two dude. different types of music, yo. But it's, it's crazy as I I know um. And I, and I actually know the alcoholics like you know they've been through the show both um, I, haven't, I haven't met E-Swift but I met Tash and J-Ro and, and are both real cool cool peeps I met you, Corrupt once at a show I took a quick pick but I don't know him like that but I but I do know the alcoholics but, but yeah, that, that's, yeah that's what's up man. and you can't say Dog Pound was not lyrical that's not true because Corrupt was Corrupt's one of the of best time. lyricists yeah, in the West Coast, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, so you, you can't say Dog Pound was not lyrical. That's bullshit. Yeah, and, and plus like, Daz's beat, Daz's production is, you know, pretty underrated, too. People, a lot of people don't know that he produced a lot, you know, a lot of hits. Shay, I've been bumping nothing but King T and Alcoholics this week. I don't know why, right? So when I'm oh, listening yeah. to the first two albums, 21 and over, and Coast to Coast, I'm listening to this shit up and down, like, all throughout the week. Like, it yeah. sounds so East Coast. Like, it sounds like... It doesn't sound West Coast, man. This shit is boom bap East Coast on the West no, Coast, yeah. like three trio, oh, yeah. like it's, like it's, that one they did with, and then they had that song with ODB, um, oh that was, the hip hop junkies. Uh, All right, Daz or Corrupt? Oh man, well that one's a kind of a trick question because I was hit like Corrupt as an MC, Daz as a producer, so <laughs> so I guess it yeah. depends on what. As an MC, corrupt, you know, he's one of my top. So, all right, Tash or corrupt? Yeah, I'll say corrupt again. Uh, all right, um, easy E or Snoop? Oh man, two different yeah, vibes, too. Yeah, no, like Dude. easy with like my child, but then Snoop has just been constant. I'll, I'll say Snoop, yeah, he's like been, he's been like pretty much constant, uh, like in the spot like since I was like in high school which is <laughs> a long time The Game or Kendrick Lamar oh Kendrick Lamar yeah alright let's talk new school then we're gonna wrap it up Meek Mills or Drake ooh shit just to be honest I don't listen to either of them and, <laughs> but I'll just I'll just say Drake I'll just say Drake because I know like I mean, wow! I'm surprised. Not to be too much, not to be too much of a hater. I don't want to be too much of a hater on him because, like, he can act, he can rap. You know, like I've heard some, some, some pretty dope like bars. You know, but, but I, just like how I was saying about how, oh, like earlier, like I just feel like his music is more for for females. But I don't know. There's a certain vibe that you don't. But, but, it, but it, it's. I mean, I, like, I could say he could rap. So like, and I haven't really like. I don't listen to too much Meek Mill shit. But uh, so I'll, I'll probably go ahead and say Drake the. J. Cole or, or Kendrick Lamar? Man, that's tough. I used to like Kendrick Lamar more, but I've heard some stuff more recent from J. Cole, and, and he, like he is like he is dope. So I think I'll go ahead and say J. Cole there. Cool. This is gonna be the last question for this round off, right? 
All right. the illest in Southern Cali right now that people need to hear? Like, uh-huh. like you know, I know you run across a lot of artists. I'm sure you get submissions every day. Like, like what has caught your ear for 2022? Like, yo, All right. You know, I'll just, I'm going to say the next thing out. And she's already get, doing her thing, but Bella. Bella the oh, rapper, yeah, yeah. and I, yeah. I just I just thought of that right now too because I was just over there I was eating tacos in Azusa right there at the taco truck and her she has a billboard out there right there and it was up there it was Bill, uh, Bella with Shaka where she's like doing a pr- promo with them but nice. I feel like she's gonna um, I feel like she's gonna be doing pretty big things. Nice, I love it, I love it. Yo, man, what's your words of advice for any anybody out there trying to start a radio show online? Or whether it's not online, what's what's your advice for those trying to get into media, especially uh, to run a show? Uh, well, uh, probably one thing is patience. Uh, mm. You know, things happen. You know, you gotta like, you know, things are it's not gonna go exactly as you want all the time. You know, like and, and uh, consistency, just you know, working at it, uh, putting yeah. time into it. Uh, of course, you know the the, the money part because you gotta you know you gotta get your technology, you gotta get your equipment, but. Um, and research, you know, researching what, you know, like, or, or even just asking questions to somebody like me, hit me up. I can, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually have some, um, shout out to the risk takers too, that they, they started a show and, and, uh, they rent, they're renting out on Thursday nights. They ran out the, uh, the B-side back studio for their podcast. So we yeah. do offer that there too, just to let people know, like we have like, um, creative space, you know, like if you need a video shoot scene or something you can do it there you know like like say like if you're trying to film a bit scene for a video or it's like an interview you know we have different things so just hit us up for like the rates on stuff like that if you know everybody's interested but nice nice um man so yo shane is there any other shouts out there before we wrap it up i don't don't want to take too much of your time i know it's a lovely friday night oh hell yeah shouts before we wrap it up uh, man, shout out to like, man, thank you for, for even wanting to, to me to come on this. Like, I uh, appreciate sure, that. Man. Like, you know, not many people want to hear from me. I just usually accompany my brother, Rabbit's the, the, the face of the show, but <laughs> thank you. Um, and just shout out thank to that. the whole team at the B side, of course, Rabbit, um, like DJ Eclipse, DJ Gummy, and all the, all the DJs that, that have come, that are coming through as part of the team, uh, Danny K, um, Fallacy, uh, Drac. Christine and Roman, like the whole team at the shop. Uh, well, nice. Chris Manlow, Chris Manlow, my homie, he's uh, been doing a lot of the media, getting a lot of the photos for us, part of the team. And shout out to my girl, Heather B. Chica. She also works at the shop during the week. And, nice, uh, nice. and yeah, man, that's about it. And then just shout out to everybody that fucks with the B side and that's, you know, watched or, you know, appreciated the show. To all the artists tuning in, everybody tuning in, tune in to bsideshow.net. Follow them on Instagram at B Side Show. Um, I'm gonna definitely be posting the website links and the Instagram links on the on the episode description. And once again, I want to say thank you for taking the time out. I felt like your story is important, um, and your platform that you and your brother give to us artists, man, is very appreciated. Dude, I just want to like extend it back to you for always allowing me to get in your platform. And I'm, I'm just thankful that we got this interview done. Shots no. Rabbit, the whole crew. Thank, thank you for always showing Marlon the love. You know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate you guys. For and, sure, bro. Um, yo, we'll see Sam, you soon too, right? <laughs> no, say what? Say what? We'll see you soon too. When you next time you want to come down, you know, just let me know. And you got something you want to push? Just you know, you're always Thanks, welcome, bro. Sir. 
thank you so much. I'm gonna hit you right now. I'm gonna hang up, but I'm gonna hit you right now, right? Yeah, for sure, brother. MV Podcast, we did it. Season four, episode 21. Peace out, Shane. Much love, brother. Much love, man. Thank you. Peace. Peace.